quick update. Uh, so we are releasing this today because yesterday there was no time. So by now you know that um, Tom Brady and his squad of superstars took down the Eagles. Um, Vivian said, fire up your urts. And as always, she was correct. And now even more because breaking news, this so-called Zach Ertz might have a revival season going to the best team in the league, the Arizona Cardinals. So, a few updates. Let's get it on. All you Disrespect us. Feel great. pissed off. See you Pittsburgh. Can't wait. So how did that feel? Feel great. How did that feel? pissed off. Welcome, welcome again, Season 3, Episode 8 of the Out of Your League Moncast. We are, you know, renaming that little thingy there from podcast to Moncast. So, um, it's been a weird week. I'm, I'm surprised I'm hosting. Uh, and Vivian is not doing the salutation since I'm so depressed, you know, being... <laughs> Zero and five in both my teams. I, I now feel like you know, you know how um, the Jaguars head coach, what's his name, Urban. I feel like, I feel like him. I have empathy because no matter what you do, everything is just falling apart right be- uh, before your eyes. So that's what's going on. But someone that's doing well in all her teams, I bet, is Vivian because you know she does her homework. So as always, how are you? Welcome. Hey, Milton. I am great. I am on a roll. This is my third week of straight wins across all the leagues I'm in. So feeling good, feeling good about myself. Hmm. Of course you are. Um, Tell us, well, well, you'll tell us because you wrote all these notes. Now I see how you're so successful and I still don't jump on board. So. But before anything, we have a little time and so much to talk. There's so many news. So let's go with the Tom Brady super patented two-minute drill. In League One, Rebus and Butthead finally pulls off a win against French Prince of Hilaire. And I am Ted Lasso smells like potential, edging out over Christina's primo team. After losing Russ, Kendall Beckham Jr. tripped over laces out. And Robbie's remarkable team advances to 4-1 after taking down the fantasy football team. Friday night, Corgis was crushed by sad lunch. And the Sunday night king was defeated by a boomer in a 37.6 point blowout. In League 2, 4-1, Hamboni has no problem taking down 1-4 Who's House. While Janelle's Rat Pack takes a win from Touchdown Monks by sacrificed in her precious Kansas City Chiefs. Sky Superchargers don't seem so super after facing Meteogrunks and Nathan's nifty team wrapped up digs in a blanket with 113 Point eighty-eight to 85.66. Henry's expert team outsmarts Kylito Bandito, while Williams' wondrous team stood no chance against JT's legend who put up a legendary 184 points. 
In League 3, Mr. Hot takes, trying to pick up a hot streak after devouring Murray's bagels. 10th place questionable, looked very much like a namesake against 728 times 90. Los Diablos Wapos felt more than a deal in this week's blowout after losing both Galladay and CH. And victory looked 2020 for Alvin and the Monks, who easily took down Osaka and UC. Gronk's girlfriend didn't get swifty. We'll miss you, Gronk's girlfriend, wherever you are. And the Oaxaca Cheeseheads made her so good in her awards in this week's matchup. Whoa. In League 4, Gronk yourself proved as tough as Gronk himself as he takes down the LL Cook J. Ridiculous. Continues to climb the charts while using Rogers in Jeopardy as a stepping stone. Los Diablos Wapos couldn't find a win in false gold, but Miley's majestic team had no problem catching hooked on the feeling. Crossface killer in the end zone celebrating a win against Pop Lockett dropped it. While third string kickers fared better than actual NFL kickers this week, bringing down Team Drizzy Drake Rogers to go 5 and 0. Oh. In League 5, double the chances, double the L's as Sunday Night King loses to Smash Mouth Football. I'm thinking RB's beats beats by Ray. And McCaffeinated finds himself as lost as the Seahawks are without Ross in a matchup against Peaches and Herbert. It is time for a holiday or time for a win. We ask as Tamika's tackle team finally gets a victory. Kevin's reasonable team sneaks past SS. SD football team, while LFG is hitting up against Navy's notable team, and finally in League 6, Big Fano Hills barely scrapes by against below average leather, while Osaquin you see couldn't even get passed by a week. Be legendary continues to be legendary against downtown criers, and Ashton's astounding team beats Marcel's matchless team. Ed's fancy team doesn't seem so fancy when face to face with Francis' first rate team. Trey Area can't seem to catch a break as Mike Will made it crushes them to retain that number one spot. Woo, that was fast. All right. Not actually two minutes, so I'm taking three minutes, but you know, that's with timeouts and offsides, and you know how two minute drills go into 20 minutes. So whatever. But let's break the news. Tell me there's a lot going on. There is. I think, Milton, the biggest piece of news to come out of this week was not super fantasy related, but somewhat fantasy related. So John Gruden has officially resigned from Las Vegas. He's no longer the head coach of the Raiders after a string of emails were released where he said a lot of homophobic, racist, and misogynistic comments um, including some about Goodell. So oh, now yeah. special teams and assistant coach, uh, Rich Bossia will serve as the interim coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of leaves, you know, the Raiders team up in the air in terms of performance. We know that Gruden was the, the, the guy on offense. He was calling the shots there. So um, I think it'll be really interesting to see how the Raiders play this week. No boy. As long as they play Waller, he hasn't done anything since week one. That's all I care. It's it's kind of funny because somebody brought this up to me today, actually, and I didn't really think about it. But they said that it kind of felt like um, this past weekend's game, um, it felt like Gruden knew this was, like, coming. So that that was their rationale for the way the, the Raiders played this past weekend so I don't know it could be true because they did not look good at all against the Chicago Bears of all teams 
Yeah, that was an embarrassing loss. Uh, yeah. Uh, what can I say, Vivian? Uh, this guy's a douchebag. I always knew he was a douchebag. He had issues back in Tampa Bay. He Players didn't like him after a while. So, yeah, it's something about him that takes people off. And now we know what it was all this time. Yeah. Well, uh, Gruden's son, Deuce Gruden, he's still on the Raiders um, personnel team. He's still going to be the assistant strength and conditioning coach. So that is kind of interesting. I would suspect the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree there, but who knows? Yeah, some people are different. Maybe he's more progressive. (laughs) Um, So for tonight's game, Dallas Goddard is out on COVID protocols. So he did test positive yesterday. Now, he is fully vaccinated, and I think the the procedure for someone who is fully vaccinated is they have to test negative um, twice within 24 hours. So you test negative, and in 24 hours, test negative again um, in order to be activated. Obviously, since he tested positive yesterday, he's not activated tonight. So you can definitely fire up your Zach Ertz if you've got him on your roster. And if you do not and you had got her, hopefully you picked up a viable streaming option for this week. <laughs> well, no Gronk. No Gronk. Um, yeah, no real news about or updates about him from what I've seen. It's just like he's not playing tonight, but it's also not been placed on the IR yet, which if you own Gronk, that is pretty shitty. um and then just some more injury news and reports so no signs of cmc at practice today matt rule did say yesterday that he will be a game time decision although it is looking doubtful if he did not practice today really unfortunate for that offense they 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 i mean they've been doing okay but obviously cmc is such a game changer for that team and for fantasy owners everywhere Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Williams so next man up for Chicago just got placed on the COVID reserve COVID list a couple of hours ago so that sucks um, if you had Montgomery you picked up Williams for your handcuff or if you're just starving for a running back because it's it's pretty bleak out there um, this, is, this is very bad news and <laughs> The Bears, um, the Bears offense this week, they're playing the Packers. I, I think I felt like Damon Williams is the only person worth rostering as a flex option. So I think downgrade for that entire Bears offense there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Fields isn't really doing much. This team, Bears just keep sucking. They just internally sucky team by now but someone <laughs> so this is uh then we have joe mixon another guy that's been like you called and mixed off all this time yeah um joe mixon was at practice today but he wasn't actually practicing he was on the sidelines so that's a downgrade from yesterday where he was limited um i'm not 100 percent sure you know he's dealt with he's pretty fragile. Like, you know, he's dealt with ankle injuries, like I feel like for the majority of his career. So they could just be resting him for Sunday's game. It's, it's hard to say, but I mean, he's the RB one on that team. So I think you just have to kind of play it by ear. Oh, you know, 
Then George uh, Kittle is out still on IR. Yeah, George Kittle's officially been IR'd for his ankle. And then following um, the sad game on Sunday against the Cardinals, Trey Lance is said to have oh a God. left knee sprain. So um, Shanahan's saying that he doesn't know that Lance will be available after the bye against um, the Colts next week. So it, Jimmy G is probably a little bit more probable. Shanahan's come out and said it, um, that Jimmy G is the guy when healthy. I feel like this is like a, a reiteration of what just happened in Chicago where um, Nagy was saying that Dalton's the guy when healthy. Now it's Jimmy G's the guy when healthy. But um, Traylon's actually, I think he was QB 12 so far, which is pretty impressive. You know, he was running the ball a lot. Um, he looks a little bit better in the, in the game. I think the Sunday's game was just like a game of defenses and they couldn't pull it off. Mm-hmm. He almost scored a touchdown. So that would have given him 20 points instead mm-hmm. of 15. Yeah. So still. So more more big COVID news. This I just saw a few hours ago as well. Oh. So there have been three positive COVID tests reported in with the Cardinals this week. So they are increasing testing for several players and personnel. They haven't been required to move to more intensive protocols yet, but if they get a, one more positive test, that would put them there. So Chandler Jones, who is just a stud on their defense, he was the first to test positive on Monday. And he was showing symptoms. And now speculations are um, Nuck and D-Hop, they both missed practice at some point this week um, due to illness. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of concerning um, for the Cardinals offense because they haven't said, like, who are the additional players that have tested positive. We don't know if more players – or we're still waiting to see if even more players – test positive um unfortunate if you own a piece of that cardinals offense you probably want to monitor this very closely unfortunate if you are a cardinals fan because they're five and oh right now so um it looks like it might it might get a little bit shaky here this week for them but rondale moore if um if he is not one of the players that tests positive, I think he will be a solid um, flex option this week. He was seeing increased usage and picking up plays last week with Edmonds banged up. So I think he's worth a flex depending on who is out, especially if D hop is out. I think he's definitely worth a flex play. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's gone in everywhere. So I'm, I'm late to the party as well. Great. <laughs> um, um we talked about this a little bit last week. So Russ Wilson officially oh, yeah. has a tendon tear in his finger. He's targeting a week 10 return. I think Geno Smith looked okay, but like, do we trust Geno Smith for four quarters <laughs> and, you know, for a couple weeks? I personally don't, but I don't also don't have a piece of that offense. So I'm, I'm kind of just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So fake one. Uh- yeah, the Giants, oh my gosh, the Giants game this past weekend, Giants versus Cowboys, it was a bloodbath. So Saquon, Whoa. he is out two to four weeks with a low ankle sprain. Actually looks so much worse if you watch the game live. I like, didn't. The way his ankle swelled up and like the way it bent, it was just like, oh my God. Luckily, low ankle sprain, so out two to four weeks. But 
just sucks because you know he was finally getting into a good rhythm <laughs> again I feel like so pretty shitty if you're a Saquon owner um then our computers remember when we did this uh, pot our injury computer yeah he said it was gonna be 80 percent. so computers are right <laughs> yeah the algorithm <laughs> is right here um Daniel Jones suffered a pretty bad concussion trying to score a touchdown um during Sunday's game it that one looked bad too um when he got up it was like you can see in his face is like deer and headlights like he didn't know where he was he didn't know what planet he was on but he he did practice today with no contact um and apparently he showed up at practice yesterday in full pads and they weren't expecting him and um he showed up before practice was just suited up he's throwing passes and joe judge walked on the field and he was like what are you doing here <laughs> um so we'll see what happens with him on sunday Galladay is still not practicing with his um, knee hyperextension. Uh, Kadarius Tony, who was on his way to 200 yards on Sunday, crazy, was limited at practice. Um, and since you missed the game on Sunday morning, he got ejected for throwing a punch. It was like, what, like this guy, he was just like breakout performance of his career and then gets tossed out of the game for punching a guy in the helmet, which it's kind of silly like helmets like i don't know why you would ever punch a guy in the helmet <laughs> like helmets are meant to protect you from hits right like you yeah. know i mean i'm not uh not advocating for violence but if you can hit a guy and he's wearing a helmet maybe like go for the jugular <laughs> or go like miles garrett remember just take the helmet off from the other guy yeah. but then yeah, this exactly. guy's little he's little no one eight no, five seven or something i've heard I don't know, actually. Yeah, he's a little guy. <laughs> 180 pounds. Oh, well. um, but Sterling Shepard and Slayton were both at practice today. So at least that is a good sign for the offense. I think if Shepard's in and Tony is playing, that probably helps. It the, it helps. It's mutually beneficial um, since they are playing the Rams this week. Um, Ramsey will cover either one or the other. So it if they're both on the field, I think it'll elevate performance for one of them. It's kind of a coin toss. You don't know who. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then Tyreek Hill, still not at practice today, which I think makes him doubtful for Sunday. And Clyde wow. Edwards-Alaire is officially on the IR with an MCL no, injury. I know. I have three of those guys. <sighs> <laughs> Well, good news for you, Milton. AJ Brown and Julio were both practicing today, so that is a good <laughs> sign for Sunday's game against right. the Jaguars. Or, sorry, so, not against the Jaguars. That's who they played last week. Um, against the Bills. So, oh, God. That <laughs> at least you can is, roll them out. It's, no, that defense is a monster. They, 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 I mean, after what they did to the Chiefs, uh, I, I think that defense... It's a nightmare for any team to face for fantasy points. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last big name for the injury reports, Hawkinson did return for limited practice today. And then Jamal Williams did not practice today, um, still nursing some sort of hip injury. So I think great news for DeAndre Swift owners. Um, he's probably going to see even more volume than he sees right now, if that's even possible. Wow. 
And I just traded Swift. Oh my gosh. Okay. What a luck I have. Yeah, I don't want to know anything more about this. So let's just do a little recap. No, in week five, the most important games. We're going to skip the crappy ones. So take us through what happened. Yeah, the first game of the weekend, obviously, was the London game. I actually did um, watch this one, most of it. <laughs> actually, I woke up really early for some reason, and then I was like, oh, well, I can watch football, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So, yeah. That's commitment. I like it. <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah, of course. I had Kyle Pitts. I knew it was going to be his breakout game, because I have a lot of Kyle Pitts, and he finally delivered the goods. But then he's going to buy next week, so whatever. Yeah, he had an insane game, but all three of the tight ends did really well in this game, you know, with Calvin Ridley out um, for personal, some sort of personal issue with Gage being out. Three tight ends combined for 16 catches for 189 yards and two touchdowns. So I feel like we finally figured out um, Matt Ryan's sweet spot there. It's just um, giving him tight ends to throw to. He can't can't throw bombs anymore, but these, you know, short um, intermediate passes. Um, will definitely help him win the game. And then obviously Cordero Patterson, he is the centerpiece on this Falcons offense. If you have him, you can definitely set and forget him. Um, I really like this quote that I saw today from an interview with him where they were trying to, they were asking him about like his role in the team. And he said, you know, don't even try to label me as a running back or a receiver. Just call me an athlete because whatever coach needs me to do, I would go out there and make a play. So you heard him, like, whatever you need him to do, he will get you the points for your fantasy team. Yeah, that's the style. That's the spirit. That's like me at work. Whatever you want me to do, I'll just do it. I'm yeah. just a worker. <laughs> um, the Jets did have a late comeback um, in that game, though, which is kind of surprising. I feel like these, like, London games are always kind of wonky. I think we talked about that last week. I don't remember if we did or not, but... When they started to make a comeback, I was like, wait, are they going to do it? But, of course, couldn't couldn't pull quite pull it off. Um, Zach Wilson still does not look good. And I feel bad for him every time he's on the screen because he has mm-hmm. such a baby face. Like, he looks like a little mm-hmm. kid. And he just, like, every time he looks so sad on the TV. And I'm just like, oh, poor guy. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is like a grown man who plays for the NFL. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Having a little empathy is always good. No, no worries. No shame. Uh, let's skip through the next just tell us the scores fast yeah Dolphins played the Bucks. Bucks won 45-17 no surprises there the only weird part was when Brissett got hurt and he got carted off and then he got carted back but like didn't go back in the game um, that was <laughs> it was like what what was happening there I, um, I don't know but the score is no surprise to anyone I think Eagles played the Panthers Eagles one miraculously 21 18 they did not look good the mm-hmm. the offense has not been clicking but somehow pulling off wins hurts um, comes back to hurt you at the end he does and you know it's tough because i said in the beginning of the season i believe in him i have him in multiple leagues he's my starter and he'll definitely get you the points but so i like can't look at the score like the first half of the game because i'm just like oh my god this is stressful but he always pulls it off yeah i have him it's three points through the third quarter and then somehow he gets 20 more points in the last quarter. (laughs) yeah exactly 
Um, Saints played the Washington football team. Final score, 33-22 to the Saints. I don't know what was happening to this game. Like, the Saints, I don't think they know what's happening with their team. They're a mess. Um, I hope they kind of, they start clicking once Michael Thomas is back. But Jameis is all over the place. (laughs) The Jameis experience. That's what it is. Um, Titans play the Jaguars. Um, they beat them 37 to 19 to nobody's surprise there as well. Mm-hmm. Lions played the Vikings. The Vikings won 19 to 17. So Lions kept it close, but the saddest part to me was at the end of the game, like the press conference with Dan Campbell, and he's like crying. This, like, you know. Beginning of the season, he talked about biting people's kneecaps. He's like so tough, and you're just like, yeah, this is a football guy. Like, this is what I think of when I think of like an NFL coach. And seeing him break down, like, man, like it's just it's so sad. It hits you know. You're like, he really loves the game. He really loves his team. Like Urban Meyer says he loves his team, but no, Dan Campbell loves his team and he loves football. Yeah, Yeah, Um, Urban Meyer. That's how you do it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, then we had Broncos play the Steelers. Steelers won 27 to 19. Steelers still look like shit. <laughs> boring. Boring game. So boring. I don't bother watching their games. You know how we all know how I feel about Big Ben. Um, Juju mm-hmm. got hurt in this game. He's out for the rest of the season. So that kind of sucks for him because he was only signed on a one year contract, you know, mm. um, trying to make a big play for himself for next year. So that's kind of a bummer for him. Should have gone to the um, Ravens. <laughs> yeah, or the Chiefs, remember? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, Chiefs. crazy. I don't... Whatever. <laughs> Too late. Um, but then Packers-Bengals. This is the first game I watched. This was mm-hmm. a... Good, good. Game. This was a good game until the end. Like, oh. you know, the last few weeks, it's been like the week of the kickers. Like all these kickers have been doing crazy things. Justin Tucker with the, what was like the 55 yard bomb. Um, this game is where kickers just imploded like in overtime first, like Crosby missed, then McPherson missed and Crosby missed and then Crosby missed again and McPherson missed, but he thought he made it and then he celebrated. And then the game finally ended 25 to 22 Packers um, with the win. Although they did not cover the spread, which as I said last week, I took Bengals plus three and a half. So you would have still won because Packers didn't cover. But um, in terms of fantasy, like, you know, I love Joe Burrow. He is so tough. And the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow stack is just, it's prime. If you have that, like you're set. Um, if you don't have it, maybe start playing some daily fantasy because um Every time Joe Burrow throws a bomb, you know it's going to be Jamar Chase. Um, Burrow did have that interception overtime, which was bad. But I think if you're a Bengals fan, you should feel good about Burrow being your franchise quarterback because he's just he's such a tough guy. You know, he just got moxie. Um, there was a couple of times where he took some pretty nasty hits that made me a little bit worried. You know, after last year, um, but he he just bounced back and he's he's. Um, he's just great at leading this team, but they still really need to bolster up that O-line because I still like watching this game. I was, I kept thinking, I was like, 
he's gonna die behind that line one day it's gonna be so sad mm-hmm. yeah didn't um uh, Aaron Rodgers told him uh, after the game like I love you you're a great please slide that was Aaron <laughs> Rodgers telling him a little you know uh, tip to keep his career going yeah yeah because he'll he'll just take these tough hits like head on like dude like yeah. you're like protect yourself a little bit since nobody else is protecting you <laughs> but on the flip side of things um Devontae Adams is a stud as always just you can pretty much assume that whenever Rogers gets room it's gonna be a bomb um to Adams down the field yep oh man um let's see the next game we had was Patriots Texans let's skip that one yeah no surprise or the Texans actually kept it pretty close um which was kind of surprising the Pats still yeah I mean they managed yeah they still managed to pull off the win 25 to 22 and then we had the Bears Raiders which uh we just mentioned the Raiders played like shit and the the bears took that 20 to 9 um and then we had this crazy crazy game rounds versus chargers and i think you and i we were both right we took the chargers the final score is 42 47 which the over was 49 and a half we way hit the over this this game was like absolutely oh. insane 99 points almost 100 yeah it felt like you're watching like a college football game where it's just like anything goes <laughs> you know um there was one point where uh the the browns were down and then the browns defense basically carried um eckler across the the goal oh, yeah. line to get the touchdown because they're just like we need to get the ball back somehow like imagine Try to convince your defense, like, hey, you have to help this guy score so we can get the ball. <laughs> like, that's just, it, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, then we talked about Giants Cowboys massacre. Mm-hmm. Then the 49ers yeah. Cardinals. Oh, you're going to skip this one? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is kind of a boring game. Um, it was all defense for the majority of the game. Um, That's true. It, it would have been more interesting if Trey Lance had gotten that touchdown, but he didn't. So, I mean, the score was 10-17, and the over-under was 53. So wow. it was expected to be a shootout, and it be, ended up being super boring. But then that led us to Sunday Night Football with Whoa, Bills, yes. Chiefs, that game was insane final score 38 20 um which hit the over which is 56 and a half and you know chiefs were favorite in this game minus two and a half um and you know me i believed in the bills mafia i took the bills Mm -hmm. um just just josh allen was such a stud the weather in the game looked insane absolutely i don't know how they couldn't see but like Josh Allen was playing lights out. He's making deep mm-hmm. throws and that play where he, he was running in and he did the hurdle, like absolutely crazy. Um, I think Diggs, Diggs is still good on that offense, but looks like Manny Sanders and Dawson Knox are Josh Allen's new best friends. 
And I felt like in that game, Josh Allen, like, out Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and yep. Dolphin Knox out Kelsey, Kelsey. So, and we talked about the Bills' defense. They are elite. And then on the flip side, the, the Chiefs' defense is just – they're bad, bad. Like, they're really bad. Um, but, you know, watching that game, I feel like Mahomes was not playing on this A game. That, that was probably, like, the worst game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, he was throwing balls to the ground. Like, couldn't, I don't know. Uh, the Bills, the Bills are a nasty, nasty team. Like, like they represent everything football is supposed to be. No finesse. Just they just slam you with defense, with offense. They're playing like, they're playing like with demons in them. Like, you know, they're just <laughs> like really being Bills, Buffalo Bills, just. Oh man, it's amazing. Uh, I haven't been excited for his team since you know the Jim Kelly days. So <laughs> kudos for for the Bills and yep, the the I think the tables have turned. Now we have uh Josh Allen again, he's playing like he's enchanted with some superpower. Uh, it's crazy. And and again, they're still a team that are not looked I mean they are getting respect, but I don't I feel they're it's just a blue collar team. Like they're uniform (laughs) yeah yeah they're definitely hungry hungry for that playoff spot um I I know it's like super early but right now I think it would be super interesting to see the Bills in the Super Bowl and I'm trying to think of who I want to see against the Bills Cardinals, Rams. I don't know. We'll see. Buccaneers are still in the mix, but they are. They'll have to go through the Baltimore Ravens, who <laughs> we're going to talk about now, because that team also looks not as thin, not as good, but they get things done somehow all the time. Yeah, this game was really interesting. Obviously, the. Cold started out so strong. You're just kind of like, what is happening? Well, you had vintage. Um, you had a vintage. Uh, what is it called? This guy I hate, Carson Wentz, just playing for the first few quarters. Yeah, but um, I think like key takeaways from this game. Obviously, Lamar can throw. Hollywood and Mark Andrews can catch. Um, once they started clicking, they looked lights out the rest of the night. But they, I think. With the hot start that the Colts got, like the Ravens were definitely forced to abandon the run and pass because they were down 19. And their running backs are kind of washed right now. So it's about time the Ravens learn to pivot. I know they tried to pivot last season. Um, You know, they tried to get Lamar to pass more in the beginning of the season. That wasn't working. And then once they fell back on the run game, they started to win games. But I mean, this season, like, you don't really, they don't really have a run game to fall back on. So it's like, you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, kudos on you. Uh, what's, you know, we have all this reverse jinxing going on. You kept calling out Hollywood Brown, a little guy, a little guy, and a little guy so many times. And now look at him. I mean, he did have that terrible game where he dropped a few passes, but, but the guy's on fire. <laughs> So yep. what's your take on Hollywood Brown now? Keep crapping him? I feel like 
I feel like it's tough. I think, you know, if we're looking at the top wide receivers in the league, I would still say he's, I would consider him like a wide receiver two. I don't think he's wide receiver one category yet. All right. You heard it from Vivian. So fire up your Hollywood brands all over because he's going to prove her wrong again. <laughs> um, uh. Well, I mean, we can get into week six. We got a great matchup tonight. Um, yes. Bucks playing in Philly against the Eagles. So Bucks are favored minus seven over under 52. So expected to be a shootout. Tom Brady is just, he's unstoppable, right? He's QB two on the season right now, which is insane. Um, obviously he's got, you know, three core weapons to throw to Antonio Brown. He's very good. His snap percentage is increasing back up. Evans and Godwin, both great. Um, and then Fournette, even Fournette is on the rise um, with, you know, back-to-back good weeks. Um, I do feel like, you know, as I mentioned earlier, offensively, the Eagles have been looking kind of awful the last couple weeks, essentially for the first three quarters. And I think the main issue is play calling. Um, but, you know, if you own any piece of the Eagles offense, like Hertz looks to Smith a lot and the tight ends. And we talked about with Goddard being out, Hertz is definitely the tight end one. And the Bucks have allowed ninth most points to tight ends this year. So he's definitely a safe start tonight, I think. Yeah. Brave. My <laughs> boy, Tom Brady. <laughs> Are you taking the Bucks? Um, yes. Yes, I think the Bucks will handle. Which is sad because I really want Jalen Hurts to do good, but... Uh, it's one of those yeah. games where I feel conflicted in my emotions. Um, and um, let's just have a high-scoring game, and at the end, the books win somehow. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best-case scenario. Like, I would take the Bucks straight up. Um, but hopefully it does end up being a shootout as projected so that Jalen Hurts can um, keep giving me points. <laughs> All right. Um, Then we move into another London game. Dolphins playing the Jaguars. Dolphins are currently favored three and a half over under 45 and a half. So Tua is supposed to be back this week. So it will be interesting to see how the the offense shakes up, um, especially at the tight end position. We know that in the first week, Tua and Gasicki is just not really jiving, but you know, once Brissett got put in, um, Gasicki started to see targets and you know, is getting little points. I saw him on the waivers in one of my leagues, but I don't really trust that situation, especially with the London game. Um, and on the Jaguar side, like Trevor Lawrence is improving, they're using him in the running game a lot more, and he's not throwing as many picks. So He's actually looking pretty, pretty solid. Um, and then obviously, you know, James Robinson is a must start. He's an RB1 for that team. I don't, I feel like you can probably take the under on this. Yeah, right. And 
I want to say I want to take the Jags on this one. Mm, interesting. I think <laughs> I think it's the right pick. Uh, the Dolphins, Dolphins just look crappy right now. Right? Why are all these London? I'm oh, sorry. Just no, why do right. London get all these crappy teams? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what they get. You know, we're still. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're still mad about the Ooh, Revolutionary on, War or something. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, the Dolphin, the Dolphins' defense has regressed significantly since last mm-hmm. year. Like. Last year, the defense was really good. You know, they yeah. were set, set and forget for like quite a few weeks. So I don't know what happened out there. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Jags on this week. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> Texans, Colts. Texans, Colts. Oh, yes. um, playing in Indy. Colts favored minus 10 over under 43. Uh, I think you can still take the Colts here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I don't know. The Texans just are so bad. I wouldn't put any money on them. They should just sit those guys and just for four feet games right now. Uh, <laughs> let's four feet down and go to the Packers Bears. Packers Bears, yeah. Packers um, are favored four and a half over under forty five. We just talked about what a hot mess the Bears offense is looking like right now. Um, Bears defense is okay, but That's I think true. you can safely take the Packers on this game. I don't even think this – I feel like this game will hit the under 45 mm-hmm. um, just because I don't, I don't know that the Bears offense will produce given what we've seen thus far in this season. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. You know, you have Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, like A.G. Dillon coming up. So I think you can easily take the Packers here. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be an interesting game, I think. Chiefs yeah. are playing the Washington football team. Um, Chiefs favored six and a half, uh, over under 55 and a half. So projected to be a shootout. The Washington football team has been a very <laughs> interesting team this year. Um, Taylor Heineke is pretty decent um not saying he's like i don't know if he's a franchise guy but he's definitely the guy for right now like i feel like if ryan fitzpatrick comes back like i don't know if fitzpatrick would have the job i feel like still good at heineke he's he's been doing pretty solid yeah so so solid i'm gonna start him in a few teams because i don't have a quarterback so i'm picking this guy up Uh, he's been doing that's a good move actually right yeah, because Kansas City Chiefs don't have any defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the defense is horrible. So I feel like um, Heineke would definitely get you some points. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for approving my move. <laughs> Maybe that will get me some wins finally. Vikings, Panthers, plus one only. Yeah, Vikings favored. Um, one it's point close. spread. Yeah, over under 46. I I caught bits and pieces of the game, the Panthers game last week, and Sam Darnold did not look good. I feel like, I don't know, like we've been talking about like, maybe we fixed the Sam Darnold problem. We just ship him away. Um, but maybe not based on what he just did not play well. And I don't know if it was just like a weird week for him, but 
Um, I would take the Vikings here. Yeah. You know why Sam Darnold did that? Because I picked him up for my team, so I was chasing points. And then, you know, trying to keep up with Rob and all these people. And that's why he just, you know, didn't show up to work. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. The Vikings also haven't been that great. Um, They're definitely, you can tell they're missing Dalvin Cook. Mm. And, yeah, it's a boring game. But the next one, the next one. Now, that's going to be nice and spicy. Chargers, Ravens. Chargers, Ravens are currently favored. Minus three and a half, um, over under 50 and a half. Yeah, I think this will be a good game. You were just talking about, you know, Hollywood and Mark Andrews. We're talking about the Ravens switching to the passing game. Chargers have a good defense. So Mm -hmm. this is where the Ravens passing game will be put to the real test. I'm going to take the Chargers here. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. I think just like Herbert is legit. You know, he looked great last year, obviously rookie of the year. But he's really grown into himself. Like, if you watch that Chargers and Browns game, like, you would never know. Like, this is a second-year QB. Like, he looks like a vet out there. He's just super poised, making great plays. Um, yeah, I think, he, you know, he's a top top 10 quarterback on the year for sure. All right. So, game with both quarterbacks put plus 40 fantasy points last week, meeting each other. That's going to be specky. Then our like, beloved Bengals and Lions, another feline. Is that how you say that word? You showed me that picture on Instagram with the lion and the, and the, the tiger. So in real yeah. life, a tiger would beat a lion, I think. Oh, well, that's controversial. We don't even know, but I don't even want to get there. Anyways, what do you have for that? Yeah, actually, I don't know. if Would a tiger beat a lion? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's definitely um, the cat fight this weekend. We'll see who rules the jungle. Um, Bengals are favored right now. Three and a half point spread over under 48 and a half. I really want the Lions to get a win at some point in this season. Especially Not against after, my Bengals. After, I know, I was going to say, I was like, after watching Dan Campbell cry on national television, but... You know, you know me. I love Joe Burrow. I love the Bengals offense under his leadership. I'm gonna take the Bengals here. Okay, nice. <laughs> Another Rams. Ooh, the Rams. Who? Uh, Giants. Now a giant would actually beat a Ram, but this is football, so this is inverted. So Rams should crush the Giants, no? Yeah, Rams are favored. It's a 10.5 point spread over under 47.5. I think given all the injuries with the Giants this past week, Danny Danny Dimes still kind of maybe nursing his concussion. I don't know. He's cleared the protocol, obviously, because he's practicing. But who knows? Um, I think you can easily take the Rams here. They have a great defense as well um, and a good offense. So I think that is kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, um, Browns. Ooh, yeah, the Cardinals good. and the Browns. Browns are currently favored two and a half points spread over under 53. So this is expected to be a shootout. Now we just talked about all the issues the Cardinals might be potentially happening or having with COVID. So True. I feel like the line may or may not have changed. I pulled the these yesterday. So I don't know if the 
the spread was created or has been updated since the COVID news broke out. So I'm going to lean with the Browns on this one. I'm hoping that, you know, my cream hunt flex gets me a solid <laughs> 15 points this week. Oh, yes. I'm writing Kareem Hunt, too. So, <laughs> bless your words. Bless your words. Then, yeah. uh, the Raiders. The sad, sad Raiders. Yeah, Raiders are playing in Denver. The Broncos are favored. Three-point spread over under 44 and a half. Um, we kind of talked about the Raiders, too. It's kind of up in the air. Um, in terms of what the play calling is going to look like this weekend with Gruden out and all the drama, I, I'm sure that has impact on, you know, the locker room. Um, if we're look, if we're considering things like off the field as well, I'm sure it's not great for morale. There's probably um, discontentment in the locker room in mm -hmm. terms of um, that offense. I think it's worth noting that Josh Jacobs usage um, since coming back from his injury. So the last two games, he's getting 87% of the RB carries and 68% of the snap rate. So that's looking good. At least if you have Josh Jacobs, I think Renfro still uh, a good flex. And then we'll just have to see Derek Carr. He, you know, he started off the season really hot, but didn't look so great um, as of late. And then the Broncos, they're kind of like a weird team. Like, I feel like it's the same situation with the Vikings where they're kind of like flying under the radar. They're doing just enough um, in terms of fantasy points. But I don't know. This game is tough. What do you think? Raiders or Broncos? Uh, Broncos. They, they have better spirits right now. And they're in their home. And, and the Raiders are just deinflated. And... Ever since I put Carr on my team, he started sucking. So, <laughs> so uh, I think I break players when I put them on my team. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, then we have Cowboys Cowboys playing in New England in Foxborough. So Cowboys are favored, four point spread over under 49. Um, I think you can easily take the Cowboys here. I think they're the better offense. Um, better defense. Better defense. Just overall better team. Um, Mac Jones, he's been doing okay. You know, obviously we saw flashes of greatness in that game against the Bucks, but not much to say there. I think he even like that offense I don't really know like who who I would start from that offense maybe Hunter Henry like that seems to be the only guy he really connects with mm -hmm. but everything everybody else is kind of a toss-up yeah no point no point at all so let's skip this one. Oh, and the next game would have looked good in paper I'm not so sure it would have looked good like a few years, like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would have been amazing. Right? Like, yeah. So Sunday night football, we got Seahawks um, playing Pittsburgh. Steelers are favored minus four and a half, uh, over under 42 and a half. Obviously, we know the Seahawks are going to be without Russ. Um, so the question is whether or not uh, Geno Smith can pull it off. And then we talked about Steelers, I think, we're just beating a dead horse here. Steelers offense, not great. Um, 
last weekend, Najee Harris left the game um, with calf cramps. I really think like he's carrying that whole, like he's pretty much carrying that team. And at some point, that, you know, running backs are fragile. That guy's going to break. <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's no Derrick Henry. So mm -hmm. it's the only guy that can do that. No other <laughs> guy in this world can carry a team in his shoulders. Yeah, I think last week, Big Ben only threw 25 passes, which is the fewest he did all year. Um, Claypool and Deontay both get boosts, obviously, with Juju out. But again, like, can't can't really trust that offense. I think mm. they'll still win this game, probably, <laughs> um, with the Seahawks not having Russ. That's just my opinion. All right. Uh, but careful because you've been talking too much crap about the Steelers, so this could be the game they blow up somehow. So I would start <laughs> your wide receivers, okay? And speaking of Derrick Henry, then we take him into Monday. Do you think he can run against the Bills? I don't know. That Bills defense is scary. Like, they are they're really good they're good in real life and for fantasy so the bills are favored right now it's a three-point spread over under 52 and a half um mm -hmm. i think you can fire up anybody on the bills offense you can fire up your bills defense on the Titans side it's hard to say with aj brown and julio coming off of injuries um i think If you don't have anyone to play, like you're going to play them, obviously, because you probably drafted them as your receiver one or two. Um, Derek Henry, I feel like he's a must start. He's the only one worth owning on that offense right now who's been pretty consistent. Tannehill, I would not start him, although I would stash him um, for next week if you have a quarterback on bye next week because I don't know if you looked at the schedule, Milton, but next week is oh, a no. bye week apocalypse. Well, <laughs> apocalypse. the apocalypse started for me this week, so maybe next week it's for all my other opponents except me. Maybe, but we have six teams on bye next week, and they're teams who are really good on offense. So they have, you know, they carry a lot of studs for people. We have oh, the Bills. True. We have the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Steelers. So if you haven't taken a look at your uh, Week Seven lineup, you probably should. I did this um, before waivers this week, and I am glad I did because, you know, like, I got Eckler and Robinson on by. Luckily, I'm thinking Arby's, so I'm stacked up at um, – the running back position, but, you know, I also have Stephon Diggs on by. So pulled a Marquez Callaway off of free agency wow. Wednesday morning, just a stash for next week. So if you haven't looked at your lineup for week seven, like start looking at your lineup and start pulling guys this week. So, you know, you can game plan ahead against your opponent who probably also has a lot of people on by. You know what my problem was, I think, Having eight teams, you know, managing eight teams was a bad idea. <laughs> um, people were, you know, questioning that and, you know, making fun of me for, for a good look. With the, uh, I guess I guess you all were right. 
that's why I'm doing so bad. I, I don't even know where to start. Like right now, I can't look at eight teams. It's too much. It's too much homework. And I, I, I don't know. It's I. I'm going crazy. So I learned my lesson. Next year, I'll just do five teams tops. Maybe that's all. Oh well, that's it for this week. Uh, week six, week seven looks grim for some of you. So again, uh, this info is golden. So take it, seep on it while you you know do your dishes or do a meeting, and then just hear to our podcast instead and doing your you know fantasy swaps there and whatever. Uh, go crazy on the no, I mean don't go crazy on the waiver wires. Do something for us little guys out there. And um, guess there's nothing more to say this week, so we are out. Just like John, but not for the same reasons. We're just out. See you next week, people. Good luck.